grab. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh wow. Competitive what? You there? I'm here. Oh. Yes. Words are 2022, hard. 2022, baby. <laughs> A competitive reading podcast between siblings. Yeah. And wow. Anyway. Who are you? I'm your sister host, Elizabeth Connor. And I'm your brother host, Thomas Dempsey. And we uh, are two weeks into our second year of this whole shenanigan. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm liking my chances. Liking my odds. How you doing? How, Elizabeth? How you been? I've been good. I've been tired. Yeah. Ah, yes. Tired. That's appropriate. We're recording at 11.45. Not 11.45. 10.45. But, uh, yeah, after a long day. And uh, why don't you tell us about what you had going on that doesn't entail uh, a reading competition podcast. So, it's been a busy two weeks. Um, started back to school. And my first week of school was like, like it was fine. Um, I had a lot of anxiety going into my first week back, which some school years that happens, some years it doesn't. I don't, it, I don't know. I can't really explain it. Um, first week of school, got through the first week of school and then had a good weekend last weekend. And then this week, um... It's still, like, it's still been a good week at school, but, like, I didn't go to school, I didn't go to work Monday, um, because I just wasn't feeling well, and so then I got, I went to work Tuesday, and my first class of the day on Tuesday is fifth grade, so that's, like, you know, 11, 10, 11, 12-year-olds, and... Tuesday, I just like completely woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah, I think it was Tuesday. So, I, I maybe it was Wednesday. But anyway, one of those two days, I just completely woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I get to work. I'm like grumpy. Um, I try not to take it out on the kids, but I was like super grumpy. I couldn't tell my left from my right. I couldn't different like I would go to say the word sticker and I would con- I would consistently say finger and vice versa oh. because my my older kids were doing a ukulele unit yeah and their ukuleles have stickers on them to show where they're supposed to put their fingers so I just kept mixing up the words sticker and finger huh oh like yeah. all day right and and then, and then, like, my week did get better in terms of work stuff. But, also, kids are, like, dropping like flies because of COVID. Oh, no. I had a class yesterday that had five kids in it. Yeah. And just to be clear to the listener, when we say dropping like flies, we mean, like, just getting sick. Yeah, or not even necessarily getting sick, but, like, being a close contact and not... So, therefore, they're not able to come to school because... Um, even though the age for 
you know, who's able to get vaccinated, even though it's been lowered to five years old, a lot yeah. of kids are not vaccinated. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I had a class of five kids yesterday. Um, I also had a class of eight kids yesterday. I think today my smallest class was like ten. But, I mean, lots of absences. Oh, man. Um... In other news, Violet okay. got groomed today. Oh, that's good. Uh, who, and for uh, new listeners, uh, remind us again who Violet is. Oh, Violet's my dog. Yeah, she's a Labradoodle. No, she's a Golden Doodle. Golden Doodle. Um, and I really... So, like, Brian took her to the groomer, and I, like texted him a whole list of directions of like I want you to tell them this but like at the end of the day I realized that like I'm not a dog groomer so I know that maybe what I want might not be realistic Mm -hmm. because I don't know anything about grooming dogs right and anyway I was like I want to I want to keep as much length as possible like I want her I want her fur to stay long and apparently there was, like, too much matting in, uh, like, on our back legs. And the groomer was like, it's going to look funny if, like, I shave down her back legs and don't shave the rest of her. Oh, so, yeah. anyway, Violet got her summer cut early. Okay. Well, I mean, hmm. I mean, sort of opportune timing, I guess. I know. It's like she gets her summer cut and we're supposed to get snow this weekend. Right. Yeah, uh, we live uh, in the South Carolina, so we're right in the path of that winter storm they got coming up here. It'll be the first real snow, I think, that we've gotten in a couple years now. Because, uh, yeah, we've just been just been feeling the heat. I think the, the last big snow, quote-unquote, that we've had, at least in my area was 2017 okay yeah that sounds about right i can i can uh trace certain like recollections of snow to certain events i know uh it was that one year we were getting our portrait built and we got a good layer of snow around that time i can't remember though if that was uh before or after 2019. I figure it'd have to be before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh... That, that's probably the last one I can recall. Um... I just remember the one in 2017 because it was like... We came back from Christmas break. The day we came back from Christmas break, I think we were on a two-hour delay. Right. And then the day after that, we came in normally, and then the kids had to leave at like 11 o'clock. And then we were out for the rest of the week. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know. That sounds like it might have been more intense for y'all than it was for us. Yeah, I just... And I know Brian and I were dating because I have a picture of us in the snow. Oh, that's nice. So, and we started dating in 16... So I'm pretty. So it had to be 17 that it snowed. Yeah, and it really hasn't okay. snowed or iced here 
since. Oh wow, yeah, that's uh, that's a good long while. Of course, y'all do live further south than us, and you live out near the coast, so uh, I think you're less inclined to get those cold fronts. Yeah, um, we're less inclined to get like snowy, wintry weather, but we are more inclined to get hurricanes. Right, which is uh, it's a whole other its own sort of kettle of worms. It really is. As far as uh, things are concerned. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's uh, certainly a lot to lot going on. Yeah, and like I said, it's been a busy two weeks. Yeah, you mentioned this last week being especially arduous. I feel you there. I don't know what it's been, but it just feels like this. La- these last five days even have just been interminable. Mm-hmm. Or if not that, then just like way longer than they uh, actually are. Yeah. I know uh, Sunday stands out because uh, Sunday and Monday were both big football days. Uh, Sunday, if anybody out there recalls, was the big Raiders-Chargers game, the last of the uh, main season before the playoffs for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And there was that uh, like overtime Chargers-Raiders game that just... Would not end, seemingly. And uh, was a lot of fun to watch. And then the night after that, we had the national championship for the college football, which uh, was like Georgia v. Alabama. Mm-hmm. And that one was also a pretty good game. But then, like I think, maybe four minutes till the end of the game, Georgia pretty much decisively pulled ahead. And uh, it was pretty much just their game to lose from then on out. Yeah. But uh, that all feels like it happened a month ago. Right. Because, and I couldn't even tell you, it just feels like this last week has been so, like, such a slog. Like, like for Monday. Monday I go into work. uh, I'll tell you what happens. Like, that Sunday, I was supposed to go into work. It was supposed to be an all-day shift for me. But uh, one of the managers contracted covid and had to uh take off so Mm -hmm. they shut the shut they shut the whole shop down on sunday and then they kept it closed monday and tuesday so rather than work at that store i worked at another franchise that is affiliated with it Mm -hmm. and um that monday after getting off my lunch shift there i went to get my covid test because i was uh, coming up on getting my booster shot, which by all rights I should have gotten back in December, but I lost track of what dates were when and how long you're supposed to go without or what have you. So mm-hmm. anyway, I um, put in an appointment to get my booster shot today. And then I went out and got uh, tested for COVID at one of those big like testing facilities they set up in parking lots. And... Uh, or is just sort of waiting to hear back. Five days later, I have yet to hear back. And in fact, uh, I had actually had to postpone getting my booster shot because until like you've got a positive or negative test result, they don't want you getting it for fear of like exacerbating uh, any case you might have contracted. Right. So, uh, 
So that's where I am now. Uh, then Tuesday, again, like I said, worked at the other store. Uh, feel like that day, I'm trying to think. Didn't feel like anything momentous happened that day, but it must have been something kept us occupied. But regardless, um, uh, yeah, and then I just switched between stores and had another all-day shift on Wednesday that, you know, is sort of here, here and there. And it, I don't know, I just, looking back on it, it seems like the flow of time was just much more protracted. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like uh, the inverse of that thing where you're driving somewhere and then after a stretch you come to and realize you have no recollection of how long you've been driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It just It's just a weird sensation. Yeah. But uh, anyway, happy to have, be back around to the weekend looking like I've got a good full weekend ahead of me. Uh, we've got a bit of a day of travel ahead of us tomorrow. We've got an impromptu get together Mm -hmm. uh, between the two of us uh do we want to go into or shall we just leave to the reader's imagination i mean we can talk about it yeah i'm cool with that yeah so one big uh and yeah there's always the you know all right so uh anyway i happened upon a ps5 and uh my sister's stepson like has been saving up for a PS5, but obviously hasn't been able to find it because they're so few and far between. So now that I've got one, or now that I was able to get my hands on one, we're making the trade. He is paying me what he saved up for his, and I am giving him the one I was able to get. And we're going to make that swap off like uh, tomorrow. I think we each got like about a two-hour round trip to meet up at uh, some place, but then we'll see. And then uh, Sunday, uh, I was, again, scheduled to work all day, but whereas last week I didn't end up working because the store was closed on account of COVID, this week it looks like, and it's pretty much a guarantee, I won't be working on account of snow Mm -hmm. because by some predictions we're going to get like six to eight inches in the upstate hmm. and we're looking at like sub freezing temperatures for the whole day that sunday and then a low of below freezing like maybe the monday after Mm-hmm. so we'll just have to wait and see how that goes and i know they don't want to especially their drivers at the restaurant where i work they don't want us like making the trek out and about if uh, we're gonna have to be working through all that Alright, real quick, I need to get the pizza out of the oven. Okay. Okay. I'm back, got the pizza out the oven. I'll be snacking on that in a little while. But uh, before we get all that, you think we've exhausted our non-book conversational topics? I do, yeah. Yeah. And if it does seem like uh, we're back to our old formal... uh, way of doing things we are recording remotely again but uh hopefully we'll be able to get some more facetime going this year uh with us making trips uh to see each other i know that's certainly a personal aspiration of mine so we'll see how it goes 
But uh, in the meanwhile, we're just going to get into it. Elizabeth, why don't you tell the folks at home what you've been reading? Okay, so... I don't really know how this happened. I don't even remember where I heard about this series, but I, I fell into a new series. Um, and that's all I've been reading for two weeks. All right, that's always good. I feel, and, um, I feel like you've got a better handle on like book series than I do. Because mm-hmm. like, clearly they're like a big part of just like publishing in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before I continue, is there any way that you can like talk closer to your phone or anything? Just because like I can hear you, but you're just not like super clear. Okay, how about now? That's a little better. Okay, sorry. I was just I've got you I've got technically got the phone behind my head to help mm-hmm. obscure the noise. One sec. Uh, is that any better? Yeah, that's better. Alrighty. Okay. Um I was trying to put in long pauses so you could edit this part out. Oh yeah, that's fine. So yeah, so I've been reading this series. Um, I can't, I can't count the first book of the series because I technically started it like before the new year started. Okay. Um, but I did read the first one, and I'm currently on book fourteen. <laughs> oh wowzers! But like, they're very short. <laughs> they're very oh, sure. short books. Um, okay, like novella length. No, no, no. They're longer than that. I would say, like, average length um, is about fifty-five to 60,000 words. Okay. Yeah, I no, I'd say that's about novella. Okay. I think, yeah, you're looking at about, like, maybe 100 pages or so. Yeah, well, like, on the Kindle app, because I've been reading all of these on Kindle, like, on the Kindle app, you know, it all, it's always like, it's like 200 and something pages. And Yeah, I don't know if that's like how big it would actually be for a book. Yeah, I don't know either. But, you know, I still like do the whole algorithm thing and the subtracting of pages thing. So, anyway, I still do all that. But, yeah, so, um, the books themselves on average are about fifty-five to 60,000 words apiece. Uh, and... This series is by Ruby Dixon. Okay. And it is a sci-fi romance series. Nice. And it is the Ice Barbarian series. Ice Barbarians, okay. Ice Barbarians. Yeah, no. So, like, takes place on a snow planet or something? Yeah, um, and what's funny is that the human characters, because all the human characters are women... Uh, once they arrive at the planet, they all call it not Hoth, like from Star Wars. Oh, sure. So that's what they call the planet. They call it not Hoth. (laughs) Nice. Um, but I guess, see, in like my mind, whenever I think of sci-fi, I always think, I guess I think of more like technology. Yeah. And like, yeah, there is advanced technology because in this book, there's obviously space travel. Um, right. I mean, the humans had to get to this planet somehow, but sure. 
it's more, and so like, yeah, science is an element, but it's also more so like biology based. Okay. So well, that's an element of science. Yeah. So like there are these biological factors um, that contribute to survival and the propagation of the species on, of like the uh, sentient species on the planet that goes, that the, that Ruby Dixon goes into a lot of detail about. Um, and, and it's just really kind of fascinating and, and I've really enjoyed it. Now I will say this is not a romance series where you can just kind of like bounce around from book to book. Yeah. You've got to read them in order. Okay. Because if you don't read them in order, the science can get confusing. Oh, sure. So. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I'll just go ahead. Even though the first book isn't counting towards my word count, um, like, it's all kind of laid out there in the first book, so that's the one I'll talk about. And then it everything in the first book, like, carries through. It just gets added on to and um, elaborated on. So, sure. the book starts with the, the female lead of the first book. Her name is Georgie. Short for Georgiana. Right. Every 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 romance protagonist has has a name that is short for something. Yeah. And the book opens with she's like when I went to sleep, it was a Tuesday. I had been working at my job at the bank. I went home, I fixed a linquazine, I like kind of dozed off on the couch and then I got up and went to bed. And when I woke right. up the next morning, I was surrounded by little green men. Uh-oh. So, Georgie has been abducted by little green aliens. Okay. And the aliens that... Anyway, so she's on the ship, and the only other humans that are on the ship are all women. One sure. of the women, whose name is Kira, she is featured throughout the books. Um, the aliens gave her a translator. They, they implanted a translator onto her ear and into her ear canal. Okay. So that she could translate for the humans what the aliens were saying. Yeah. And so through Kira telling Georgie what's going on, basically these aliens are abducting women. And originally the women that they were abducting, like they never woke them up. They just, they abducted them. They put them into a cryopod. Okay. So, in the cargo bay where they are, there's like six cryopods, and they're all full. And I guess the the aliens were like, well, this is easy, so we're going to get some more. And they end up like kidnapping like six other women. And they don't have enough cryopods for them, so they just get thrown in a cage. Oh, God. And and Georgie and Kira um, are are two of the ones that are in the cage. And... Like, the, the, anyway, this whole situation is awful, is awful because obviously, um, you've been kidnapped, you've been taken from your home, you're in an unfamiliar situation, you don't understand the language, you don't know what's going on, you just know that you're in danger, uh, there are issues, there are, there's sexual assault happening on the spaceship with quote unquote, uh, oh, what do you call it? Like... 
non oh with quote unquote non compliant uh prisoners. Oof. Yeah, it's like it's awful. So yeah. anyway, the 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 aliens are like they run into some trouble and they're ha- they're they're like we're gonna have to drop our cargo. Well, simultaneously, Georgie has planned to attack the aliens that are guarding them. And they're going to try to take over the ship. And they're like, we don't right. know what we're going to do when we take it over, but we're going to try. We got to do something. Yeah. So the cargo gets dropped. Georgie manages to kill the only guard that is in the cargo bay with them. And they crash okay. onto this planet. Yeah. And once they all wake up, like Georgie's the most healthy one because everybody else has been like really, really hurt. Yeah. So Georgie's the one who has to go out and find supplies or, or see if she can find, you know, life or help or whatever. And that is when sure. she runs into um, Vectal, who is her okay. love interest. And right. he is a seven-foot-tall blue alien with horns and a tail. Okay. And... And things work out? And things work out. Um, yeah. So... The part, so like the science part that comes into play, I mean, obviously there's been some science-y type stuff, but like the real science that comes into play is Vectal, when he is describing Georgie during his narrative parts, he keeps talking about how her eyes are dead. Hmm. And it's, and then he te- he keeps talking about how she has to receive a qui, K-H-U-I. Okay. So what you find out about this thing, the Qui is it is a symbiote or a parasite that you have to have in order to live on the planet. Okay. And if you do not have this parasite in your body, you will die because the atmosphere will poison you within eight days. Yowza. So, but also the symbiote or the parasite or the Qui, whatever you want to call it, uh, It also works to help propagate the species. So whenever the the qui inside of you recognizes the person that you are the most genetically compatible with, it will begin okay. to vibrate. Oh, okay. Like in your body. And they and yeah. so and so the 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 species called the sa qui or people of the qui um they call it the resonance, and that's how they find their mates. Okay. So basically, from book to book, like you're waiting on people's parasites to start vibrating, and that's how you find <laughs> out. And that's how you find out if they're like meant to be or not. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically like the whole thing with werewolves in Twilight, but with like a weird alien bug. Yeah. Nice. Um, so anyway, like, you've got that going on, and then, like, natural disasters happen, and, and issues with survival happened, and ha- the, the learning of new skills happens, and, like, you don't really realize that, like, farming is a technology. Yeah. But it oh, is something oh, sure. that, yeah. it is something that this, uh, you know, native species of this planet uh, it does not do like they do not farm. Okay. They do not scavenge. 
Uh, they only hunt. And so oh. they, when the humans come along, they're like, that's when they introduce scavenging and they, indu- they uh, or gathering, I guess. Not scavenging, yeah. that's gross. Um, they introduce, like, the gathering part of hunter-gatherer. Uh, they introduce farming. Um, so, yeah. So, it's just it's just a book series about, you know, vibrating parasites and, like, learning how to survive. Okay. And, and yes, there is a Christmas that. special. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> a little late for that, but all right. It's a winter special. We got... We certainly have the, like, snow thing coming up. That we do. Yeah. That we do. So anyway, and that's what that I've been the, reading. Is uh, that the only thing you've been reading? That is the only thing I've been reading. All right. Well, that's... Like I said, I'm on book 14. Yeah, that's that's a lot of ground quickly covered. About how long has this series been in publication? Uh, the first book, I believe, was published in 2015. Okay, so they're being put out at a fair clip. Yeah, now I she may be done. Like she might be done with the series. Um, okay, have you finished I've, it or? No, 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 no. There's 22 books in this series. Ah, uh, okay. Not to mention well, there's those, short well, stories. Sure. So, at the book that I'm reading right now is book number 14. I'm gonna finish this book, and then I'm gonna take a little break. All right. I'm gonna read some other stuff, and then I'm gonna come back to it. Oh, okay, that'll that'll be good. All right, and I think uh, we'll be coming back to this podcast for me to talk about what I've been up to these last couple weeks. But before that, we're going to take a quick break. Sounds good. Well, welcome back to Your Words Against Mine, a competitive reading podcast between siblings. Once again, I'm Thomas Dempsey. I'm Elizabeth Connor. And, uh, hey, Elizabeth, did you say what the name of that series was? Uh, it's like the Ice Barbarian series by Ruby Dixon. Okay. Right. Ice Barbarians by Ruby Dixon. That was Elizabeth's reading. Yep. And uh, now I'm going to be getting into what I've been up to these last couple weeks. Uh, January 1st, I start my first book of the year. It was a gift from uh, a friend named Caleb and his wife Liz, for whom I am currently house-sitting. If there's a bit of a reverb on this record, that's because I'm recording in their living room. So uh, I'm looking after their cat, little little patches. She's uh, gone off somewhere. She was uh, she's pretty chill. But anyway, yeah, they got me a book, the the uh, Goblin Reservation by Clifford D. Simak, who uh, was sort of was a Seemingly prolific sci-fi author through the mid-20th century. He passed away in like 88. So uh, this book, The Goblin Reservation, I think was written in the 60s or 70s one. Mm -hmm. But um, it's got a fairly modern tone about it. It, It's kind of reminiscent of the likes of, say, Douglas Adams or what have you. Kind of a, a light sort of fantasy sci-fi story. Okay. It uh, follows the uh, misadventures of a college professor in a distant future where the entirety of Earth has been transformed into an intergalactic college where uh, members of all of the various races come to like exchange knowledge and uh, engage in study. 
And this scientist, I don't have the book in front of me, so I'm blanking on his name, but uh, he was going off on a academic trip to investigate the origin of dragons. Oh. Because an element of this sci-fi setting that you quickly come to terms with is that uh, basically fantasy creatures are real. So this is a world where the existence of trolls and goblins and uh, like ghosts and all very various manner of like supernatural beings that we've had myths and stories about have been proven to be real and have been integrated into like modern civilization. Okay. And a lot of this was facilitated, of course, by the advancement in time travel, which the uh, scientist, the, the professor in question is a member of the uh, Department of Time at the Earth University. They basically like have a whole unit of their school where they can travel back in time like and then bring artifacts and information back from the past. Mm-hmm. And uh, one, for instance, one, one uh, subplot of the book is that um, Shakespeare is brought back from the past to deliver a lecture on how he didn't actually write any of his plays. Oh. oh. Yeah. If you're familiar with that old conspiracy theory. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, I think anti-Stratfordians is what they're called. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, it's, it's all played for laughs. It's not a full-bore sort of, like, wacky comedy uh, story, but it certainly has fun with the premise mm-hmm. of, like... What would happen if, like, Star Trek and, like, the Grim Fairy Tales were, like, all a part of the same universe? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, this professor, basically, he uh, he's off trying to find out about dragons. He doesn't really turn up anything. But as he's on his journey, which is facilitated by transportation technology, or teleportation technology, uh, he comes to find that a mysterious... An advanced and ancient uh, alien race has taken advantage of the teleportation process to clone him in an attempt to have him um, engage in some ulterior motive on their behalf mm-hmm. in relation to uh, the human race. And uh, so there are two of him for a time. And when he, this... Uh, version of him that is intercepted by the aliens finally manages to return to Earth. He mm-hmm. comes to find out that the other version, the one that actually arrived at the place where he was supposed to study about dragons, and then came back and uh, was like generally recognized as himself. Yeah, was murdered. Oh, yeah. So, in addition to like trying to piece out the. Uh, intentions of this alien race that he's been summoned by he also Mm -hmm. has to solve his own murder and also just sort of deal with the bureaucratic ramifications of being someone who is presently alive but is also presently deceased Mm -hmm. because like the like the there's just the book has a lot of fun with that aspect of it but uh i don't know if you've ever had any, like, fond memories or pleasant interaction with a college campus at any point in your life, this is one of those really sort of fun collegiate reads, I want to say, 
sort of brings to mind the likes of, uh, say, Gaudy Night by Dorothy Sayer. Just mm-hmm. books that are set on college campuses and that really sort of, uh, like, evince the sort of, like, familiarity and comfort that those environments can uh, breed. Okay. Yeah. But the book itself is really nice. I do feel like the plot goes a bit off the rails near the end. But yeah. it does sort of yeah. manage to pull itself together with some pretty, like, uh, interesting and com- uh, sort of surprisingly affecting uh, thematic resonance with mm-hmm. how it sort of ties all its various, like, concepts together. Okay. So I was really happy to have read it. Once again, that was The Goblin Reservation by Clifford Simak. And that was the first book I read of 2020. The next two books I've read, and I've started several others, but I haven't finished any. The next two books I completed were both very much of a kind. They were both by the same author, and they were both about the same subject. The other two books I read were Blood, Sweat, and Pixels and Press Reset, both by Jason Schreier, a journalist in the subject of uh, video game development and uh, culture. Mm-hmm. He's uh, the co-host of a podcast I listen to called Triple Click, and uh, he's also just had like an extensive career writing about video games for various outlets. I think currently he's employed by Bloomberg, but uh, these books have been written by him over the last several years and are just books about the state of video game development as seen through the eyes of and experiences of uh, video game developers. So Blood, Sweat, and Pixels is very much uh, focused on like the anecdotal narratives surrounding um, specific video game development cycles. Mm -hmm. So it uh, deals with games like Bioshock Infinite and uh, Dragon Age and a bunch of like high-profile titles that... uh, the reader is presumably being someone who is into video games will be familiar with. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just sort of charts the arc of how like those games came into being and what happened after the fact. Like, did anything sort of spawn out from them? What influence did they have on uh, the culture and on developers' careers? Okay. And so, yeah, it was, it's, it's very readable. It's very, like readable material yeah i started it the same day as i did the goblin reservation and i finished them both on the same day uh four days later mm-hmm. so they, the both of those books are equally readable i would say okay. and um the press reset i started shortly after finishing blood sweat and pixels because i actually bought it first and then received blood sweat and pixels as a christmas gift and I knew I wanted to save them both for the reading contest, so I just sort of like made quick work of them, like right up top. Okay. While they were uh, fresh on my mind. Mm-hmm. And Press Reset is um, very much a follow up to Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. You certainly like have a better sense of grounding with all the stuff that he talks about. There's like occasional allusions to subjects and games and individuals he's covered before. Yeah. But in general, it is much more uh, interested in like the studios themselves that are making the games rather than the games. Mm-hmm. And so uh, 
it, it's more focused on how like individuals' lives get shaped and warped by the uh, fluctuations in game development and then the video game industry. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, the first big chapter in the book deals with a, a legendary video game designer named Warren Spector, who yeah. uh, did a bunch of like really influential PC RPGs in the early 2000s and the late 90s. And how he, like in the late 2000s, was called upon by Disney to try and get them into the uh, console gaming market. Mm-hmm. And he developed a Mickey Mouse platformer for them that uh, uh, I certainly remember like being around. And um, But more so than that game specifically, that chapter deals with like his strained relationship with Disney as a publisher. Yeah. As, and then also like the changing tides of like developers like interests and goals versus like the uh, actual like aims of like the game designers and the game developers. So uh, that's a lot of the push and pull of the stories in this book. There's one um, arc that's especially like influential that he covers, which was the uh, establishment and dissolution of uh, Kurt Schilling's video game company. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar with the uh, Red Sox pitcher who uh, was the one who played for the like uh, World Series winning team back in like 2014 or 15 or whenever that was. Well, after winning the World Series and retiring from baseball, Kurt Schillings uh, wanted to become the head of a game studio. And so he did. And he invested like however many millions of his own money and then like several other millions of uh, the state of Rhode Island and various investors money to build this uh, game company that he was intent on seeing um, like develop um, an online RPG akin to World of Warcraft. Mm -hmm. And needless to say, it did not end well for anyone. But uh, it's a really interesting story, and it has a lot of like broader ramifications on other studios that splintered off and uh, sort of like were subsumed by it. Mm-hmm. And it was just, yeah, it's just, I've been getting really into like both video game design and video game history as of late. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of great like books and podcasts that are out and about that sort of like can provide like a really engaging education in these subjects Mm -hmm. and that's just sort of how i've been like fleshing out my media diet as of light and there's some other like video game books that i'm sure i'll be getting around to over the course of this year that i'll be interested in talking about but for the time being uh jason schreier was a dude that i've been listening to for a little while and i was interested to see what his writing was like and it's really good well, good. Yeah. So that was uh, Press Reset and Blood, Sweat, and Pixels by Jason Schreier, the other two books I read in the past two weeks. That uh, covers all the titles, I believe. Elizabeth, uh, did you want to get into word totals? Yeah. Um, uh, you want me to go first? Uh, I can go first if you like. Okay. 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 
So, like I said, I read those three books. Uh, one novel and two uh, non-fiction uh, books. And uh, each of them came together to give me a combined word total of 245,762.4 words. Which, and this is fun, compares quite nicely to the... 139,828 words I had amassed by this point in last year's reading competition. So according to my calculations, i.e. dividing the latter by the form or the former by the latter, uh, I have read 1.75 times as much uh, in the two weeks of this competition as I had in the two first two weeks of last year's. Okay, so we're dividing the latter by the former? Well, we're, we're dividing the larger by the smaller to get the difference. Okay. So, so like, uh, to say that I read 1.75 times as much is to say that... Yeah, is, to, is just to say that. Whereas, like, if uh, I had read more last year, I would... Um, I guess I would also divide that into the second. I don't know. I'm. I should okay. be better with math, and presumably I sufficient. Like so, I feel like this is one of those. Yeah. So, thank you, mom, because mom taught me how to shop sales. Here's how you figure out percentages. Okay. Okay. So, like, if you wanted to see like what percentage you had read of like your total word count for last year, then you would take what you've you would take. You would take this year's number and divide it by last year's number. So, so if your number at this point is higher than your number at this point last year, uh, you should actually have instead of like a one percent or whatever, you're gonna need to move the decimal place over by two, and so it'll actually be like a hundred percent. Right. Well, I said I said it was one point seventy-five times, which would make it. Uh, so that's one hundred and seventy-five percent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it, the, the, that kind of uh, like manipulation of data always strikes me as weird because if you tell somebody that you did twice as well on something, it doesn't sound as impressive as saying you did 200% better on something. Right. 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 But uh, that's how it all shakes out. And uh, yeah, but that's my word total for this uh, episode. Uh, you got yours all together? Yeah, um, so in two weeks, I have read 12 books for a total of 705,252 words. Um, so compared to where I was last year at this time, because last year I was at 221,628 words. So I am currently sitting at a 318% increase. This is not how this was supposed to go. Okay. The the year is still early. Uh, we can get through this. Uh, yeah, so those are but all... You, you also told. have to keep in mind, like, I... I am, you know, you gotta love hyperfixation because I found this series and I have just been like... Okay. And I have just been, like, reading... I mean, it's just been, like, nonstop. It's like I finish a book, I immediately go to Amazon, I get the next one, and I start reading it. Like, there's no breaks. Okay. Um, 
In fact, I like invested in this like really nice like bookish planner and like I bought stickers and um, and everything so I could like mark like when I started books and when I finished books and stuff and and this series I can't do that because I have been reading this series so quickly that there it's it's not possible for me to keep up like when I started and stopped each book because there have been days like on the weekends where I've read like three books in a day. Okay. Well, that's that's definitely impressive. But now, now, do you have your your word total like your year end word total for last year? Yeah, I do. I have my uh, year end word total uh, for twenty twenty one was uh, need to flip them. flip flip flip. It was uh, four million four hundred thirty four thousand one hundred twenty four. Okay. Um. So tell you what, let's take like five minutes because I'm going to need more time to figure out because I've got my word total from last year written down somewhere and I just can't remember what it is. Um, let's take like five minutes and figure out the percentage of our total word total from last year and what percentage we've read thus far. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. So we're back with our totals. Elizabeth, what do you got for us? Okay, so for my current word totals, um, compared to last, compared to my end of year word total, um, I'm currently sitting at seven percent. Okay, and I am currently sitting at five point five percent. Okay, so pretty close. Yeah, it's still. I think that's still fairly close. And who's to say how things will change once you? Uh, burn off your uh, ice giant momentum. <laughs> exactly, because like I said, I'm finishing this book and I'm gonna take a break. Oh well, yeah, we'll see. And uh, also, you'll have to contend with a uh, certain reading challenge that will be assigned summarily. Are okay. you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So, I honestly did not plan for this. I was not anticipating a. Uh, a momentous snowstorm to come on when I got around to assigning you the book Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson. It's a book I've had on my TBR uh, for a while now. I've been really itching to read it since I think last year when Mm -hmm. uh, I started becoming more and more intrigued in the cyberpunk genre. Um, Snow Crash, for those who don't know, is one of the formative sort of books for uh, cyberpunk as a literary genre and sort of developing into a uh, sort of cinematic and pop cultural like sort of representation. I think a lot of elements of what we would recognize from stuff like the matrix or ready player one were sort of codified in books like snow crash Mm -hmm. and uh yeah and it's just a book i've been uh, looking to get into for a while now and i'm taking this as an opportunity to have us both uh look into it so uh one month hence one one month hence We'll be discussing Neil Stevenson's Snow Crash. Sound good to you? Sounds good. And 
let me just take a moment to remind our listeners um, that on our next episode, we will be discussing the book that I issued forth as our first challenge, uh, which is Otherworld by Jason Siegel and Kirsten Miller. Which, which also coincidentally seems to have a fairly, if not similar, than uh, related premise. It's mm-hmm. kind of a young adult virtual reality adventure. Yeah. And I think that's definitely something that uh, Snow Crash is going to be dealing with uh, to various degrees. So looking forward to seeing how they compare. All right. All right. Yeah. Were you expecting this to turn into a sci-fi podcast so soon? No. All right. Well, that's one I mean, one I'm not mad me. about it. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I think uh, we've been talking long enough. It's getting late in the day. That it is. uh, Yeah, it's just about midnight. Uh, Well, I'll be editing a lot of this down, so uh, I think we've got a good episode on our hands. Uh, Elizabeth, why don't you tell the folks where they can find us? So, you guys can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Literally Club, um, all at Your Words Podcast. You can also find us on our website at yourwordspodcast.com. And if you have a question or a recommendation for us, you can email us at yourwordspodcast at gmail.com. All right. And I got a bite of pizza in there real quick. (laughs) All right. Well, Elizabeth, it's been good talking to you. It's been good talking to you, too. It's been good times. It's been good reads. Now, goodbye. Goodbye. I'm sorry. I, it still feels too plain. I just can't. I can't do it. <laughs> you can't do it. No. no we, we have to.